Yes, people. Yes, people. Welcome back to another episode of Hustle Smart. Yes, yes, yes. We're here with Shubs. Shubs here. And another wonderful guest. You want to introduce yourself for our listeners, please? Uh, hey, guys. My name is Matthew Quadri, and I'm the co-founder of a digital marketing agency called Diverse Media. That's right. So for those who don't know, Shubs actually has um, a digital marketing agency. Obviously, we're joined by his partner here, and we're basically going to get into it, you know, with their journey, how they come, up, how they came about with um, building diverse media, some of the challenges, um, some of the challenges they've, they've encountered, and so on and so forth. So let's get it cracking, right? So my first question is, obviously, it's called diverse media, right? Um, how did you guys actually? No, no. Let me let me even take it back a step further. How do you two know each other? Yeah, good question. Because um, I talk all the time, Rafi might as well. Yeah, go on. All right, um, cool, cool, cool. I feel like to answer this question, um, I kind of need to dive into kind of how I got into like um, digital marketing. Yeah. And then from there, I will link the two. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. So I have like a tech background. I studied business information systems. Uh, but going back further than that, I was kind of, I was in college. I studied economics, IT, religious studies. And it was time to go to uni now. And I kind of had no idea of what I wanted to do at uni. Um, but I was thinking, yeah, I need to go uni because my dad said I should go uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of suggested that I study a subject that's going to be relevant for years to come. So I thought, mm, let me study business information system. And for those who don't know, business information systems, it's kind of essentially, it's like the business aspect of computing. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of like business terms. And also we had a lot of computing modules, so like coding, um, project management, we had different qualifications that we had to kind of get as part of the course. And yeah, just yeah, that's just a brief kind of um, introduction of what business information system is. Uh, so went to uni, studied business information systems. First year, I didn't do so well. Uh, but to be honest with you, like I hated the course. Like I didn't like it at all, but I was thinking, let me just do something. I need to kind of get a degree. I don't know what to do. Let me just get a degree in this. I'll be able to get a good job after. Mm. Uh, so first year, I just about passed and I kind of wanted to quit. And I spoke to my dad about it and he said, like, just, just kind of go through with it. Like, mm. even though you don't like it, kind of persevere and go through with it. Uh, so at that point, I just said, I told myself that I'm going to just try to get the best I can possibly get um, in this course. And I'm going to just give, me, give it my all. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, I gave it my all, um, was advancing through the years and it got to third year now. Um, and in third year, I was still doing the course, doing my disso, but I really, really didn't like the course. So I was thinking... I feel like I did what most people actually do. And it's like, yeah, they search how to make money online. Because I was thinking of other ways to kind of get out of my course, but also to kind of branch into something else that would make good money. Mm. So I searched how to make money online and I came across like a business model called dropshipping. Um, and for those who don't know, dropshipping is essentially, it's essentially um, when you, you're the middleman. So what you do is you connect the supplier with the, the customer so you hold no um, inventory. And because you hold no inventory, it's like you have little to no startup costs. But how you can connect the, the supplier with the customer is you can... So you set up a website, you put your products on the website, but you use something called... Use Facebook ads or different kind of like social medias to, to run ads. Mm. Um, so um, after setting up my store and kind of running ads, it didn't actually go too well, funny enough. Like the first store I ever created... Um, it was not the best. Like, I lost money. Long story short, I actually lost money. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I gained from that was after kind of running those ads, I kind of realized, wow, I actually like 
doing this. Like I like running the ads, looking at the data and kind of seeing how I can make the ads perform better. Mm. So I started kind of running more and more ads, creating more um, dropshipping stores. And I, I kind of got better as I was creating more and more stores. Mm. Um, so now I've graduated now and I'm working. Um, so in the summers, the past summers when I was um, in uni, I was working in Wimbledon as a security guard. Um, it was like decent money. It was like around, I think like, £10 an hour, £10, £9 an hour. Mm. And it was like 12-hour shifts. Mm. Um, and that was quite good money, like in uni. Like you're making around, what, £9 an hour? Like £108 for a shift. Mm. Like five shifts, you're working. Five shifts, 60 hours, but what? You're making like 500, um, 500 quid a week. 540 yeah. quid yeah. a week. Yeah, so um, went back to kind of security and I studied more into Facebook ads. Like mm-hmm. what is Facebook ads? Um, kind of how I can get better, looked at, um, YouTube. I even like hit hit out. Um, sorry, reached out at mentors that could kind of um, mentors that were doing running Facebook ads really well to kind of get them to kind of take me under their wing. A lot of them aired me. To be honest, like all of them actually aired me. I remember. Um, I remember messaging Reese Barbara because at that time um, he was kind of he would post his Facebook ads results sometimes. Mm. Um, so I, m- I remember messaging him, asking him, "Yeah, can I can I work for you? Um, I don't I don't want to get paid. Like essentially, just saying like, could you mentor me and I'll just help you run ads and whatever. Uh, that got aired anyway. It got aired. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so working security and that's kind of where I actually met Shubs. So that's where Shubs comes into it. I was yeah. working security um, in the I'm summer. Grind. Yeah, Summertime. it's crazy because I was doing night shifts. And yeah. you were doing day shifts. So I would kind of see you at I like... was like nine to like nine. Mm. And I'll be needing for these guys to come in so we can swap over and I can go home after a long day. Mm. And these lot are not coming in on time. Mm. I'm just there waiting, just tired, ready to go home. But yeah, yeah that's how that's the tra- where... You, that's the traffic where was where. mad. The traffic was <laughs> mad still. Um, yeah, so that's where Shubs came in. Mm. But the funny thing, we weren't really close then. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. so. During that time was like we both graduated from uni, um, and during that time was like Fresh Island Festival, Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. Yeah, so where we actually got tight. So one of um our boys um could sim, shout out sim. Shout yeah, out sim. shout out sim. Um, one of our boys could sim. He kind of invited me. Um, I wanted to go, but my my guys weren't on it, and I was thinking, oh, should I go with these men? I only knew these men through security. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, should I go with these men? I was like, flip it. Do you get me? I did really well. I got first in my, in my degree. I was like, flip it. Like, I might as well just, do you get me? So I booked the ticket like just two that. days before. I booked yeah. the ticket two days before Croatia on it. So I went out to Croatia. Sim kind of welcomed me yeah, and introduced me. Show Matthew the good life. The big boy. Introduced me to that, the gang. Um, and then, yeah, like we spoke a bit. And then from, after we got back, we kind of realized that, yeah, like we have a lot in common. Yeah. We, we're both quite passionate about digital marketing. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's literally how we met. Like, yeah, legit, that's how we met. Okay, yeah. so free security and then yeah, free security shifts. Yeah, a festival. Yeah. It's, it's so Do weird. Shambaz. It's Do so weird how things work. Like, because yeah. I wouldn't have even been at that festival if my boys were on coming with me. Yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. none of them were on it. So it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, same, let me just go. Like hindsight is crazy, isn't it? No, it's like, mad. How, how it happened. So, um, so. Shubs, how did you now? Because you briefly touched on how you how you got into marketing, right? So yeah. Shubs, how did you get into marketing? Um, yeah, so to be honest, like when I so yeah, it's all university, man. I swear when you're in university and you're trying to <laughs> and you're trying to get mm. some bread, like mm. you just start researching, going into these black holes and stuff. But 
very much in my second year of university, I started Review Plugs, so an online review website where mm. I was reviewing TV series and films. Because obviously I wanted to do something on my own and have something on my own. Mm. Because I've always kind of been passionate into business. But mm. like, like, I don't know if I mentioned, but back in the day, like I used to sell like Hermes belts with money on eBay, innit? And that was a lot of headache because like they were triple A. So obviously sell it for like... <laughs> You know, what, is, what does Triple A mean? Explain, what does Triple A mean? Triple A certified fake. Bro, I can't be, do you get me? Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what radio, what, live right now. Uh, so yeah, obviously Triple A belts. Hey, obviously, you ever got Hermes uh, <laughs> belts? The people, yeah. the people <laughs> knew, the, off. the people knew it was Triple A though, so I just got to keep that real. Like they knew it was Triple A, mm. but they just, if you're getting a Hermes belt for two bills, like you can't expect it to be like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So anyways, just always used to try and grind, you know what I mean? Always try and make some money. Um, and like my friends were always kind of showing me. So same way he got into dropshipping, mm. I kind of looked into dropshipping as mm. well. Mm. But I was like, cool, I'm really passionate about watching films and like series as well. So mm-hmm. let me try and make something productive out of it. So I just started that now and I was able to kind of learn a lot about blogging, um, building a following on Instagram, Twitter, engaging mm-hmm. with them. And then just through that, just seeing different ways in which I can actually build an online platform. Mm-hmm. And that just helps me kind of look into, okay, cool, I can do this for myself, mm-hmm. but all the problems I face, I'm sure other people face it. So how can I actually start um, doing this for other people? Mm-hmm. So after uni, I had a I had a um, job at like a small business where I was like doing business development. Mm-hmm. And I was able to kind of, I was really passionate about helping them with their marketing and stuff, but... That didn't really work out because they wanted sales and I was kind of doing market, making the business look sexy. Mm-hmm. But they wanted the money in straight away. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that kind of went left. And then after, I just started freelancing. Mm-hmm. Like back then, like just looking back, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just trying to, like anything anyone needed, I'll do it. So like we were very much full service. So if someone mm-hmm. needed videography, I'll offer them videography. So I needed photography. Mm-hmm. I'll offer that to them. If they need someone managing their social media, or if they need someone creating a website, mm-hmm. kind of do it. So obviously after that, kind of freelance for a little bit. And then I had my opportunity at Converse. So um, I was at Converse for 10 months, managed to stretch it from a six-month work placement to 10 months. And obviously there, I was able to kind of do a lot because I was able to also... Um, pitch for their first ever Black History Month mm-hmm. in, in the UK because they did it over in the US but they never done it in the UK mm-hmm. and obviously I was just an intern but I just had like balls do you know what I mean I was just yeah. like no one else is doing it I need to make myself famous here mm-hmm. hopefully get a job after the work placement do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. luckily I pitched for it in February yeah. the whole like Black Lives Matter happened in June so mm-hmm. like the company were like raw like this is actually a huge, huge problem and like, mm. what can we do to help and stuff like that. And there was like a pitch all the way from Feb. So I had like a vice president looking into it. I, yeah. I was speaking to the CEO in the US. Yeah. So that really kind of gave me a lot of confidence that raw, like my mind, I can actually create something from, from my mind and I can help big global businesses like that. So um, I think them times, like Matthew and I already kind of started off the whole... Um, diverse media mm-hmm. but we were just in the early days like we didn't yeah. know what we were getting ourselves into we weren't too clear exactly so cool um, so you mentioned that you two come together to start diverse diverse media so I've got two questions on, on that um, how did you how did you guys come up with the name and then what does diverse media like what what's the brand's mission and like what what is what is diverse like when people see diverse media? What do you want them to think? Yeah, for sure. So in terms of like coming up with the name, I remember like we 
I think we were on the phone together. We we're just thinking, like, what, like, what is it about us? Like, what can we put and get across through our name? Like, mm. what is it? Who, who is Matthew? Who is Shabomi? And we're, we're we're there for a time, kind of thinking of names. Like, what really represents us? And then I don't know who, who which one of us who thought um of it, but then we came across we came across the name diverse. And diverse, just to, to think differently, to yeah. be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said, yeah, we embody that. We are different. We think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of like show that in the, the the logo, we kind of put the E. So we don't spell diverse how it's normally meant to be spelled. It's normally yeah. spelled D-I-V-E-R-S-E. Yeah. Wow. If I got that wrong, that would have been yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My eyes are yeah, yeah. Mate, mate, if I got that wrong, that would have been a chis. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... We took out the E and we spelled it D-I-V-R-S-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of show again that, yeah, we spelled it different, but we spelled it differently for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, we think differently, we are different, and that's kind of what we we do with everything we... In terms of marketing, that's everything we kind of bring bring to you guys. Mm-hmm. We help you kind of connect with different audiences and kind of connect with younger audiences as well, because... Mm-hmm. We know, Jimmy, we're quite young. We, we, we know how to connect language. with gents. We speak their language. We know mm. how to kind of connect with these kind of people. This is our field, kind of. So, yeah. yeah that's and kind of, that's and when you so. say, like, how we want Diverse. people to pe- perceive us, is, mm. yeah, mainly, like, young guys who have great ideas, great capacity to actually execute on them as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we look at, like, the bigger agencies, like Wyden and Kennedy, VaynerMedia, mm-hmm. we kind of want to be up there. Do you know what I mean? We mm. want to be able to kind of do what like they're doing like we love the story of like Wyden and Kennedy what they did for Nike because mm-hmm. Nike was their first ever client and mm-hmm. like the client that took them all over if you know what I mean and it was just these two young guys who had a love for sport mm-hmm. love for the brand Nike as well and just came up with different ideas and grew the brand mm-hmm. so that's one thing we really try and do we try to grow with our brands as well that we work with mm-hmm. so looking for the brands of, of tomorrow the brands that kind of are doing something different have yeah. great capacity to be great brands but just need a lot of help in terms of telling their story yeah. building their audience and engaging with their audience as well so really trying to build something amazing because we, we kind of have capacity to do so we have the ideas yeah. and the determination to do so as well Yeah, and you guys mentioned a couple of things we're working security um, freelancing obviously working at Converse as well so like why not just continue doing that why, why start a business because it's, it's, you know, like, you, you guys working, obviously, getting getting consistent income. Do you know what I'm saying? Very comfortable. Why start a business? Why, why take the risk and that, you know, what, I'm going to start start a business? You know, starting a business can be very turbulent, extremely challenging, 24-hour a day sometimes, Fast, yeah. long hours. Why put, your, why, why put yourself through the trouble? Definitely. Um, well, for, like, like Matthew already said, being in, like, second year university, you're already searching how to to make money. You're not going to apply for a job. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You mm. kind of have that innate kind of initiative and intuition to kind of just do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't like like if we were in university and we really wanted money, we'll go and apply for a job, right? Do you mm. know what I mean? Because there are jobs you can get, but we kind of wanted to do our own thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's just how we are. But also. Just the ability to know that we can create something for ourselves. We can do something and take it as big and as far as wide as we want to. Because like, and also I feel like just because we're young, we kind of know that there's nothing really holding us back. Like, let's give it, let's give it our best shot. Mm-hmm. Regardless, we'll see what we can do. Do you know what I mean? And we'll just start and find a way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, I've always kind of 
wanted to be an entrepreneur. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not gonna say the whole selling sweets and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. hustled a different way and legit way, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy because. I was actually going to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously. It's like a school. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. I had my own chocolate factory, man. I was, I was doing that. Yeah. Like, it was illegal. Was like, to, yeah. My school was illegal to sell, but we still got actors. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, just really wanting to do something, build something, inspire other people as well by mm. doing something that others don't really do. Mm-hmm. Um, like in our, in our field, not many people really go into, not many of us kind of go into it and like I, I didn't really know there was a space for us but mm. to really build something that we can really show people as well that this is what's going on and you two can tap in you know but like I hear it but why why get up and, and keep going is it is it for the money is it to inspire people is it to build a brand that's like you know what I've built that this is this is this is our thing you know we've got we've got these clients this is how we've helped our clients like because people start businesses for different things right so what's the motivation behind it? Um, so two things. I feel like legacy has always been something that's yeah. very important to, to both of us, actually. Kind of yeah. leaving something behind, something we're proud of. Something yeah. that if we can even pass down to like our, our sons, our daughters, if they have an interest in it, of course. Mm. Um, and second, family. Family has always been like a... Um, family and friends, I would say, because I have some friends that I consider family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been like a, a big motivation for me, just mm-hmm. kind of... Um, helping my family wherever I can, kind mm-hmm. of helping them because we're all in like different situations of being real, and just being able to kind of like give a helping hand and, and level out the field a bit yeah. because the field isn't level, and we all know the game this, is like, rigged. The, the game, game is rigged, rigged, like very, 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 very rigged. Facts. But um, yeah, family has always been a big motivation, and I feel like my, I feel like I got like my my work ethic and like. That whole motivation really just stemmed from like my dad and like my brother. So, just to give a bit of context, like my dad came from Nigeria. I feel like a lot of our kind of parents, worked, great, yeah, yeah, came from Nigeria, mm. and he, he worked like he worked very very hard. Like he continues to work very very hard, and I appreciate it. Mm. Um, just to be able to kind of show him in more than words that I appreciate it, be able to provide for him, mm. um, be be able to like help him enjoy his life while he's still uh, quite young because. He's getting older, mm-hmm. to be fair. But um, and then in terms of my brother, yeah, my brother, yeah, he's I don't even know, like he he's such a guy, man. Like yeah, he's a yeah guy. big him up, Michael, Michael Codry, big him up. Yeah, he's he's such a guy. Like I'd say I wasn't always this motivated to kind of have my own thing, to mm-hmm. kind of not even only in terms of business, but in terms of everything I do in terms of savings, in terms of investing. Mm. Um, but he's always gonna be always been quite on it. And I've always kind of looked up to him for it. He got me to kind of read my first book. I didn't like reading. He mm. got me into reading my first book. Um, and he, from like as early as uni, I think, all this guy would do is eat, breathe, sleep, property. That's mm. all he knew. Property, property, property. That's the only thing you're going to hear him speaking about. Mm-hmm. And I just admired that commitment. And and shout him out. Like he got his first property at 24. Um, he was doing, yeah, big bits. So shout him. Definitely mm. been a big part of my journey. And like, yeah. Definitely someone, um, someone I'd like to repay. Yeah, you know, and yeah. also just service. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a service business, but we're also like, we believe we're here to serve. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? We're here to help other people achieve their full potential. And yeah. that's a personal mission to me as well. And that's a mission of Diverse mm-hmm. as well. Helping others achieve their full potential, whether that's through working with us um, mm-hmm. as a brand or, or a business or even working mm-hmm. as part of our team. Do you know what I'm saying? So really being able to be of service and like, 
give everything we can while we're alive and yeah. using that verse as a vehicle to do so. Mm. But also, like, Matthew and I, like, sometimes you get DMs from other young guys, kind of, and, like, we actually mentor two young young brothers as well, do you know mm. what I mean? And mm. it's just an amazing feeling to kind of inspire and give back. Like Matthew said, we used to message guys to kind of help us, mentor us, and they used to air us, do you know what I mean? And now, like, the, the not the tables have turned, but mm. we're now in that position where people are now reaching out to us saying, or oh, would love to hear your feedback or I'd love to speak with you or would you be able to mentor us and stuff mm. like that. So just kind of see like right now we're, we're in a digital rush. There's a lot of opportunities going on for, for people like us and people who are willing to kind of take the information they find online and build something with it. Pardon me. So yeah, really being able to kind of just take this opportunity and see how far yeah. We can go with it because what's the worst that could happen? Do you know what I mean? No, it's quite inspiring and quite insightful. And I guess it ties back to kind of what we discussed. And, and you know, when we say as much as you pay it forward, you got to pay it yeah, back. for sure. Because, you know, you can do all this hard work, be successful. I'm saying if you're not, if you're not giving back, inspiring, sharing knowledge, like, you know what I'm saying? The knowledge is dry, just dries up when, when no, we're gone. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and what use is... Is all this knowledge that we have no, it's not passed real. down. You know for real, saying? you can't hold you can't hold information. There's a great Denzel Washington clip that I love where he talks about like you can't take a U-Haul, which is like a enterprise or like a um, you know, those self-service cars, um, like van. You can't take that to heaven or, or hell or wherever you go. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's best to use all your resources Obviously, while you're here. We hope that everyone hopefully God will in heaven for everyone. But yeah. yeah, you can't take that with you. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it's best just to Die on E, do you know what I mean? Give mm. everything, give your all, and like you said, pay it forward, inspire the next generation, mm. be of service to as many people as you can. Yeah. For us, we want to help as many businesses achieve their full potential. Because mm-hmm. we know, like, like we say all the time, if a business can make a hundred pounds, you can definitely make a hundred K or a hundred million. Like mm-hmm. as long as there's demand for your product, you market the right way, you have the right systems in place as well. Yeah. You can definitely scale it. And a lot yeah. of people, especially in our community, don't have access to this. This, these opportunities This information mm-hmm. These kind of guys That can help them Take them to the next level yeah. As well So To really be the change We want to see in the world That's why we really Do what we do Yeah So now let, Let's get into the Nitty gritty of things In it Because entrepreneurship on From the outside Looking in Yeah it looks sexy You know You have you see some people Putting CEO of X business here In an Instagram bio They're doing all this stuff But Like Like Tell tell the listeners about about some of the struggles, some of the challenges. One of the one of our biggest challenges right now, a lot of it is um, I don't know how to explain it, but just in layman's terms, like people still um, kind of see us as Shibomi and Matthew, and because they kind of have that. Perception or like Sorry, personal you, relationship. When you say people, do you mean your peers? Yeah, like okay. peers. So, yeah. for example, if someone reached out to us to help us do a campaign, mm-hmm. like when we kind of say our prices, they're like, raw. Like, why are they charging that much? But mm-hmm. they haven't done any market research. They don't know what other agencies are charging. Mm-hmm. And we kind of feel like it's because people are like, oh yeah, it's Shubs and Matthew from Ends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like these are, but for us, like we see ourselves way higher. Like we see, like we said, Wider than Kennedy, Vayner Media, these companies that we're trying to embody and really take ourselves to that level. And you know, people are not going to see that until you're at a certain level, mm-hmm. until you're far removed from them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So a lot of it is not is like really trying to show people that 
Like, and that's why we're very like particular about our brand and our marketing and also how we present ourselves mm. because like people are still gonna hold that perception of you mm. from when you were in secondary school or mm. and funny enough people have always kind of taken me seriously but when it's time to get to business like we don't play do you know what I mean we know our value we know what we bring to the table but it's still hard for people to kind of look past oh yeah like I'm just doing business with my friends but we're actually very serious about the business we mm. do if you know what I mean and then also yeah, man, just other struggles is just like, yeah, like obviously sometimes like people say that they're ready to go, sometimes they're not. Do you mm. get me? Just those those everyday things where you kind of always just have to kind of push through it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just to add on to what you said before, like, I feel like people find it hard. Like, they just don't see the value you bring. They don't see, like, we've worked with kind of reputable companies. Do you get me? We've worked with, we know our stuff. And I feel like at times people are just kind of, they think we're we're basing our prices just because like we've made up the number or like do you get me? It's a nice number. It sounds nice, but we've worked with these companies. Kind of like we know we know our stuff. We're, mm. we're basing it on this price, and we're even going to over deliver and over deliver rather. All the time. So yeah, just to touch up on. But I feel like yeah, that's just growing pains. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I said it all the, the other day on my Snapchat as well. Like, we don't like. The problem why a lot of people struggle with like promoting themselves, promoting their services is because they feel like they're selling. Like we say we solve, we don't sell. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, like we don't really promote to, to our people because also our people, they have the problems we solve, but they don't have like the urgency, the budget, the willingness to kind of do mm-hmm. like allow us to solve it, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So like we just focus where our actual audience is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's why, like like we just said, the main problem we have right now is like, it's not until people kind of see like, obviously, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting because with marketing, you got to put yourself out there, but yeah. also, like, you got to put yourself out there to the right people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we try not to focus too much about like the people who you kind of grew up with because yeah. when people kind of see at a certain place, they start to take, okay, wow, like, do you know what I mean? So that's exactly what we just focus on. No, it's, you, it's even, quite in- interesting, right? Um, Because... I, I you you mentioned something that I disagree with. It. You said um, a lot of people don't don't see our value, and I don't think it's that. I think the fact that people are coming to you, they see value, but they struggle they struggle to disconnect your business from the both of you. Yeah, and they think they mm. think there too is not. And a lot of people like when it, when it comes to doing business with their friends, they're thinking right. You know what? Because I'm doing business with you, like you're your business. Or even just you know to be saying? rude, sometimes mm. it's just like. Even guys that ain't our friends, they just see us as man them. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Like, just being real, like, for, like, the other counterparts, and I don't know why this happens in our community, Mm. but sometimes, like, people, like, connect colour to, like, level professionalism. Do you know what Mm, I mean? Like, mm, mm, if they were to speak to, obviously, two black guys and they're black as well, they would be like, okay, cool, like, raw, like, who these guys mean they are? Yeah. But if they were to speak to like a white agency, they'll take them way more seriously. Yeah. And like I don't even care or even stress about colour, but I just feel like that's also part yeah. of it as well. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's it's also it's also a similar thing when coming into the corporate world as yeah. well, right? Because essentially who you are at work and who you are outside of work, they are different people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So for example, just to add a bit of context, like when I'm talking about the stuff I'm working on in my day job, how I speak how I articulate myself is completely different to how I'm talking about something else. And then sometimes people struggle, struggle at the fact that, you know, I'm just, I'm switching between the two. Mm-hmm. So they think, oh, like, man, just, I'm just trying to flex or mm-hmm. I'm trying to do this. Yeah, it's like, nah, sure. when I'm at work, 
I'm serious. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So But yeah, that's that's also why like we're very particular about our yeah. environment. Do you know what I mean? Who we surround ourselves with. Kind of, yeah, just making sure we're really around like people who think like us, people who want better as well, and people who put the work in. Do you know what I mean? People who action stuff because end of the day, like we can do all this work for a client, but unless the client is willing to take the next step, then they're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. And also, sometimes, like a lot of people are just so short sighted, they don't mm-hmm. really see the bigger picture. And like, we always try to make sure we qualify our clients as well to make sure that they're ready to go on a journey with us because, mm. like, we're extremely ambitious. Like, mm-hmm. we say to them, like, soon you're spending 100K on your ads. Mm. And they're like, what? 100K on ads? But it's like, listen, if you're spending 100K on ads, like, imagine how much you, you have coming back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's to get people to understand that, listen, like, you can take this as big, as far, as wide as you can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the if you have a business that has demand, you can really make something yeah. incredible out of it. Do you know what I mean? So, so you mentioned that, you know, you you qualify your clients. Are you able to just share some insight and, you know, just for some of it, like some of the young listeners out there that want to start their own agency? Yeah. Um, um, so in terms of starting an agency, what makes us different to freelancers? No, 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 no. Not, not that. We'll, we'll get onto that in a second. But how you how you qualify your no, clients? No, definitely, definitely. But I need to... Oh, okay. You need to... Explain the right, full cool, thing. Because cool, cool, cool. a lot of people are like, what's the difference between an agency? What's... Do you know what I mean? Actually, yeah, get, let's get into that. What's the difference between an agency and a, cons- and a consultancy? Yeah, so it could be both because we could yeah. consult to brands as well. Like, yeah. consulting is us just saying, these are your problems and this is how you'll fix it. Yeah. And then as an agency, this is how we can fix it for you and execute the work for you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But freelancing, you kind of do it as like a one-man band. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we teamed up and we've got other people part of our team now. Mm-hmm. So we're very much like, we're, we're running a business, but as an agency where we have different people specializing in different parts. Yeah. So we have like a well-old machine. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like the reason why we enjoy the agency is because we can offer like a wide range of services, even yeah. though we're still a bit niche, but we have different specialists that can help like a, a business in every area that they need help with yeah. as well, if you know what I mean. And then, yeah, just learning so much just through like doing business and running businesses, like there's a lot of systems that we need to put in place. Mm-hmm. So when I say qualifying a client, like not all good business is good business. Not all business is good business. And mm-hmm. not everyone that comes to you, like trust me, like when you when you have headache from certain clients, it's not you, worth it. It's not worth it's it. Not the money's not worth, not worth it. it. The amount of time, like there's there's a, like we say all the time, there's opportunity cost of capital. Do you know what I mean? So when you take money from one client, you're actually losing out money from other clients. Do you know what mm. I mean? And then the amount of work you're putting in, and like we said, we always strive to over deliver. When we're actually going extra hard for a client, actually knowing that we can be making much more, doing more for someone else. Do you know what I mean? Who mm. will be like more willing to kind of do and understand what we're actually trying to do mm. and be less of a pain in the ass. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So mm. yeah, when we say qualifying clients, it's just to make sure that we actually want to work with them. Like mm. the reason why we don't work for another company is because we want to work with people we want to work with. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. We want to enjoy our work. We want to wake up every day happy, not stressing over clients. Do you know what I mean? So mm. we have to be selective in terms of who we work with because not all money is good money. Sometimes it's best to just say, hey, sorry, we're not able to help. Mm. We can refer you to this. Or if you ever need us or need any advice, we can always help you out, but we actually can't take you on as a client because mm. all money is good money. Sometimes it's not worth the ag. And we've had our fair share of ag that sometimes it's just best that we stay out of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I've got, I got, I got two questions. Um, one, what sort of systems do you guys have in place to help run, you know, to help keep the business efficient? And also, what are your working hours like? 
Um, yeah, so in terms of systems, uh, one of our, like, just simple systems, for example, like Calendly for, for booking. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, a call, like a client who says, hey, I'd love to have a call with you. So we call this a discovery call where we find out their pain problems and, like, how we can help and whether we can help. Just send them a Calendly link and say, okay, cool. Um, please book a time that works well for you rather than us going back and forth saying, hey, like, are you free at 1 p.m. on Friday? They're like, no, can you do 3 p.m. on Friday? I'm like, okay, cool. Can we do 3.30? Okay, cool. Here's the link. Do you know what I mean? Just book a time that works well for you. The link is there and it's scheduled onto our calendars so we know Friday, 1 p.m., we can have that call. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even Asana for, like, work efficiency. So yeah, so project you put all of You put all of our tasks in Asana and that way... Um, Every like every day, it kind of emails us the tasks that we need to do, and it just makes things much more much more efficient. You don't forget, and it just streamlines everything and makes mm. the whole process kind of quicker. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have to say, "Oh, Matthew, where you at with this work?" or "How's this going?" I can just legit mm. go on the job board and see how everything is going as well. And then, yeah, even in terms of like prospecting, finding clients, finding leads, mm-hmm. and then also like reaching out as well, there's automations that yeah. can help us kind of just yeah. generate our leads and stuff. Um, I was reading this book. It's called, well, I was actually listening to this book. It's called The E-Myth Revisited, right? Yeah, one of my and, favorites. And it mentioned that in entrepreneurship, there's the manager, the entrepreneur, and the technician. And obviously you guys have formed a partnership. Mm-hmm. So in you guys' case, like, is it as simple, is it as clear-cut as one person is the entrepreneur, one person is the manager or, you know, or technician or, like, or well, do you guys share? What is the role of the technician in this book? So, the technician basically handles handles um, the actual... The execution. The actual of the execution work. of the work. The manager um, focuses on the day-to-day running and the entrepreneur focuses on the strategic direction of the business. I'd say, no, I'd say Shubs is definitely... Man- Shubs is like a, a bit of both, but i say definitely does a lot of the, the managing and a lot of... Does it, I mean, I, the entrepreneur side? I say we kind of half it a bit. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like the technician side, in, in terms of like ads, like ads, ads. That's my forte. That's like, do you get me? Ads is my forte. I, mm. I know Matthew's my stuff. The with the ads. Ads. Yeah, do you get me? Like, stuff. I know how the data works. I kind of know how to analyze the data. Mm. Um. But Shubs, and like, this, Shubs, and this, by the way, this is way different to sponsored posts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like yeah. this is the big. This is this is big boy stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is big boy stuff. <laughs> Um, T- like, t- touching this Touching it a little bit Just for listeners Because a lot of people They think yeah the Running ads is just literally Just putting us on post On Instagram or YouTube And thinking yeah boom But when they don't actually Get a return It's like like They don't know about The se- like segmenting yeah. Or targeting All that stuff you know, Sponsored posts are essentially Put there for people Who don't know how to Kind of run ads It's just a quick way To kind of run ads You can't even There, there isn't like A wide range of targeting For sponsored posts So you can't really Actually effectively Target the audience you want to target. Yeah. You can't even see much data. You see very minimal data. That's why it's kind of recommended that you set up like a, a business manager. You have your own ads manager and you can break down the data. You can see your amount spent and you can see, um, you can work out your conversion rate. You can work out your return on ad spend. Mm. You can kind of see your click through rate. So, how engaging is your content? How, how many people are clicking onto your site? How many people are actually going through? How many link clicks do you have? How many people are going through to your landing page? Mm. So, not just clicking the link. But clicking the link and staying on your page because mm. it's different. You can get link clicks, but it's it's funny how things work. Like you can get link clicks, you can get someone that clicks onto your link, and but your website loads too slow, so they, yeah, they leave straight they away. Leave. Mm. Um, or even if they add to cart and they don't even want to buy it, they yeah. just add to cart because they might come back later when mm. you get paid. Exactly. It's bare time. Be scrolling Instagram. I see something. I click on it. Take yeah. too long. Like I ah, forget. Exactly, exactly, exactly that. Exactly. And like. 
one thing like we've clocked with most people because we say like we have a problem that we solve is like mm-hmm. most people underestimate marketing and yeah. think they can do it themselves and mm-hmm. like you said you have the manager the technician the entrepreneur mm. like sometimes it's best just to find the experts do you know what I mean yeah. and like a lot of people don't have a marketing plan like they think they do. They think mm. posting content is marketing. Mm. It's not. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And obviously, yeah. for those listening, like we have our masterclass on mm-hmm. the 1st of May. Yeah. I think this might be out later, but we have the recorded version available for people to purchase as well. But a lot of people don't have a marketing plan or strategy in place. Mm. And then when it comes to sponsored posts, a lot of people just do it for brand awareness, which is fine. But also it's like, you're like, oh, I spent £30 on this and I didn't really get anyone following back. It's because they're not intentional. They don't actually know what they're trying to do, what they're trying to achieve. Mm. And where we step in is we help you actually create a plan and execute it and then also track the results and measure the results to make sure you're always growing as a business and as a brand as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in terms of like, um, so the, the free positions, funny enough, one thing we definitely tried to do this year is move away from doing everything. Mm-hmm. That was super clear on delegating now. Really finding not. people who are actually better than us at what we do. So I do most of the strategy, but there's a lot of people who are actually better at strategy in certain areas, whether it's email marketing or whether it's copywriting. So now we have people in place who actually handle the, that, those stuff rather than us trying to do everything. And like, when you have people who are better than you, who you can learn from in your business, and that's why like, and that's what it is. We, we speak about it the other time why it's important to like employ people that are better than you because yeah. a lot of people are sick, but they just don't want to take the risk of being an entrepreneur. They don't want to take the headache of being an entrepreneur, but they would like to work for a company like yours. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, we really try and step away. Like Matthew is the ads guy. Like he can smash it when it comes to ads. Yeah. He's really good at strategy as You're well. Do you know blush, what I mean? <laughs> He's really good at strategy as well. And obviously in terms of, like you said, the direction as well. But one thing we really try to do is work on the business rather than work in the business. We want the business to be systemized and to yeah. actually operate without us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. we don't have to wake up every day like, oh, rah, rah, rah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very much like, okay, just working on the systems, making sure we're refining the world's machine every day. Do you I know what I mean? Yeah, that, a, that even goes back to like your initial um, question with the managerial role. I'm like, what roles are we? I promise you, Shubs is the king of processes. <laughs> that is all Shubs eats, yeah, breathes, sleeps, yeah, processes. Yeah, mate. We need to refine this process. We need to make this quick. This business needs to run without us. Like, Shubs yeah. is literally, that's literally Shubs' bag. Listen, I've got it drilled to me, like, mm. early days, like, work on your business, not in your business. Yeah. Like, I remember even, like, my first job, I, I used to see, like, my boss, he'll be on his laptop, he'll be on the train, working on the business, doing the jobs as well, just losing his head. Do you know what I mean? And, Business is meant to, not meant to be easy, but it's meant to be easier for you if you mm-hmm. do it right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So always making sure early days that we can smash it out in terms of our processes and our systems mm-hmm. and we're not killing ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. I'd just rather get a job. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just making sure we're actually working on that part every day. There was another question. What are your, what are your working hours? Um, so yeah, like we said, we don't try to kill ourselves, bro. Mm-hmm. So nine to five, try to get everything there mm-hmm. done. I really try and do like deep work between nine to one. So by that time, I'm all done doing all the important tasks. And like most times, things can actually be left over to tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. I don't try and do this work in 12 hours. Like I work yeah. for myself. So yeah. do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even goes back to, um, you know, you, have, you said you have your deep work period at nine to one. Even goes back to kind of knowing what times you work best. Like I'm a morning person, like nine to one, nine to 12. That's where I do my best work. Anything after that, I try to do like things that aren't as demanding or d- yeah. don't take as much brain power because I know that 
if I'm, I can do that after 12, but nine to one is where I'm most focused and I'm able to kind of get things done quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. So, diverse media, what's next? Yeah, so we're actually relaunching our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, very much building the public now. Like a lot of it has been like behind the scenes, behind the scenes, not really kind of putting our work out there. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of stuff we're doing that we want to kind of show people. And mm-hmm. like we said, to be able to kind of serve people more, show people more, even if they don't work with us, just show them examples of how other businesses are doing and how we're also helping yeah. other businesses and stuff businesses can do just to help them yeah. kind of achieve their, their full potential as well. And for some of for some of the listeners out there, right, who are interested in getting into um digital, like building a digital marketing um, agency or consultant business, like what tips can you can you give them? Um, I would definitely say learning. Like you need to be a student. Like mm-hmm. you need to be always learning. Jeez. Like on the like the digital marketing industry changes so quickly. And I can directly speak in terms of ads. Like um, I don't know if you've heard, but like iOS 14 changes are being run out into like um, the advertising world. Um, so what that basically means is iOS is trying to bring a bit more privacy back to its users. So, like, Mm -hmm. from iOS 14.5 onwards, Facebook and these other social media platforms are getting less data back from iOS users um, because what iOS are rolling out is they're kind of trying to have, like, an option which says, before you go onto the, like, the social media website, whether it's Snapchat, Facebook, or whatever, do you mind kind of sharing your data or do you mind this kind of business tracking your your data? Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, most people are going to say no. So... Um, but if they say no, or what, if they say no, that it kind of limits the data you can get from each user. And in the advertising world, data is power. The more data you have, like you'll be amazed at what you can do with, with mm-hmm. the data you have of someone. No, data, I've, I've seen. Yeah, data I've is seen. like money. In yeah, the sense of, like, you can do so much with data. You can leverage it in so many ways. Yeah. And yeah, so you can imagine those iOS 14 changes are being rolled out. And if, you, if you're not up to date with the industry, you don't know what's happening. You're just going to be confused. You're going to be mm. running ads and you're going to see like a decline, a slight decline. I don't, in fact, we don't even know how big the drop in performance is going to be because everyone's kind of in the same boat right now. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't kind of, we haven't had something like this before. So everyone's kind of like in the same position, but we do expect to see it like a, a drop in performance yeah, because yeah. We're, we're getting less data from iOS users and yeah. a lot of people use iOS devices. Yeah. Um, so if you're not like up on the ball, you're not up to like, you're not on the ball, you're not focused, you're not kind of learning um, and keeping up to date with like the current things happening in the space, you're going to see a, a drop in your performance and you're not going to know why. And you're going to like, you're going to probably just be making up things to, if you have a client, you're going to be making up things to a client and not mm. being able to exactly pinpoint um, why it's happening and to actually devise a solution mm-hmm. to see how you can go um, around this and how you can maybe pick up performance or yeah. things you can implement in place to kind of, Make sure that the drop in in performance isn't too steep. Do you mm-hmm. get me? So, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, and yeah. mine is just yeah. Firstly, understand the rules to the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year we got extremely clear in what game we're playing, mm-hmm. what the rules are, mm-hmm. who the gatekeepers are, mm-hmm. who the referees are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then once you kind of understand that, it helps you kind of be very strategic and clear in terms of your direction. And then yeah, like Matthew said, just keep on being curious, but also. Like, understand and have people who you can learn from around you. Like, like we have mentors. We have a lot of people that we reach out to and learn from. Do you know what I mean? And just being able to leverage their expertise, their knowledge, yeah. their experience helps us so much as well. So yeah. that's one thing I would say is, like, make sure you understand who 
the main people are in your field and how you can learn from them. Yeah. And like, just curious learning, man. Keep yeah. on researching, seeing ways in which you can, like he says, I'm always trying to refine the processes. Mm-hmm. So just keep on working on your business, not in your business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, even, sorry, it's, sorry to kind of, um, just on. to add into it, uh, and like the whole point of being a student and if like if you're starting like a digital marketing agency and you intend to run like ads and whatnot, um, although like you may this may be frowned upon, but it might even be best to kind of get some first hand experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might even just join an agency, join an yeah. agency, yeah. like a, a digital marketing agency who are looking for like an ads person, you can start in at entry level, yeah, but you always have your goal in mind. You already know that you're gonna quit after so and so months or after you get a certain amount of experience yeah. and that's kind of what I did like after security um, I was looking at YouTube trying to find ways to kind of run ads but uh, I was getting so much kind of different information it's, it's quite confusing You're, one YouTuber is telling you to run ads this way the other YouTuber is telling you to run ads mm. a different way so you don't actually know what the best way to run ads is mm. so I decided to kind of um, as I said I have a tech background so I decided to kind of get entry level role um, at a big um digital marketing agency and I ended up working on like one of the biggest clients I ended up working on like a, a Reebok and Adidas account and mm. you can that whole year kind of like year plus working there has been like a crash course because it's been so intense from the jump mm. and it's like I've learned so much in a, a short amount of time and it's like part of before I was thinking yeah no we can just I don't even need to go work at an agency we can just run this we can like we can do this mm. after working at the agency there was so much I didn't know. Like, yeah, there were yeah, so yeah. much skills, not only in terms of running ads, but in terms of, like, personal skills that are useful outside of work, like time management. Like, it's helped my time management so much, kind of, because mm. you're working on so many different tasks at the same time. Yeah. You're talking to so many different stakeholders. You're balancing it out. And it's like, yeah, you have to use your time effectively. And, yeah, like, I would definitely say um, for anyone who wants to kind of go into like digital marketing and they don't know where to start, I'd probably say, yeah, yeah. join join an, an agency. It doesn't even have to be a big agency. It yeah. could be a small agency that works with like startups or whatever. Um, whatever. Or you can just join a, it doesn't have to be an agency. Join the marketing department of yeah. like a digital yeah. marketing yeah. department of a company or whatever. Definitely. Like I, that's something I definitely kind of recommend. Yeah. We're going to have to do a part two because unfortunately I've run out of time. Um, but obviously, as you know, Word of the week. Um, yeah, word of the week. No, let, let, let Matthew yeah, this from Matthew. Word of the week. Bro. Wow. It could even be a phrase. Phrase, phrase, of, the phrase of the week. Um, I feel special, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like um value. Go to go to where you're valued. And and I'm gonna say why I said this. So we touched on value before mm-hmm. uh, and people kind of not maybe um, seeing your value or seeing your value and not being able to kind of separate the two. Um, so I have a friend who's who's really, really good at, at, at doing websites. Mm-hmm. And he kind of told me some of the prices he was charging. And I was thinking like, bro, I can see your value. You don't have to work with people that don't meet your price. Mm. There is more business. You don't have to work with people that... Stick to your price and, Jimmy, go to people who value you. You know the value you bring. So don't bring down your prices to kind of... That's me personally. That's what I would say. Don't bring down your prices to kind of get the client you want. Yeah. Kind of stick to your, your guns. You know why you've charged that price. You know the mm-hmm. value you offer. So kind of go to where you're valued. Okay. Yeah, facts. Yeah, man, guys, you heard it here first. Make sure you follow us, Diverse Media, on all the social platforms. That's it. Thank you for listening. Make sure to focus on things that move the needle. Bow. Bye.